Uh, this morning, we're going to start off by reading uh, our, our opening text. And if you've been here for any length of time, this has been, this has been the text in Scripture that has really set the stage uh, for where we're at as a church. And when I say a church, I don't just mean celebration, the building. I'm talking about you as an individual. And in First Chronicles chapter 14, again, this is a very familiar passage. If you've been here, it says this. So they went up to Baal Perizim, and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perizim. Like I said, this verse has really, really set the stage for where we're at. And um, if this is your first time here, maybe you're fairly new. Uh, I just want to pull some things out of this so you can maybe understand where we've been. This verse teaches us two things. Number one, God is a God of breakthrough. Say breakthrough. God is a God of breakthrough, which means if there's areas in my life where I have been stuck, areas in my life where I have been limited, areas in my life where I have experienced defeat after defeat. God has the capability of breaking through or suddenly advancing me in areas that I have been losing in. That is good news. God's a God of breakthrough. Maybe you're in a hopeless situation today. God's a God of breakthrough. But we equally see that there's a part that we play because David who experienced a breakthrough didn't experience a breakthrough because of magic he didn't experience a breakthrough just because it showed up he experienced a breakthrough because he put his hand to something it was by David's hand that God was able to do the breakthrough which means God has his part but you and I have our part there's a part that God plays, but there's equally a part that you play. Now, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking, wow, if, if I knew my part, if I knew the task that God gave me that was connected to my breakthrough, there is nothing I would not do. Now, think about it. Think about the area in your life you're wanting to see some progress in. Maybe it's in your relationships. Maybe it's with your future. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe it's with your physical well-being. Think about the area you want to see progress in and then envision God giving you a task. And he says, if you do your part, I will do my part. Most of us would raise our hand and say, man, there is nothing I wouldn't do. And I'm not saying that we're, we're lying, but my next question is, and where in the world are all the breakthroughs? And why does my life look the same as it did a year ago? And if life was a game, why am I on the same level still, making no progress? And this is what I have learned in my short years, my short 35 years of life. Man, 35, that's, I remember my mama was 35. I thought she was old, dang, wow. What I've learned about the part that we play, that God would have you play. Sometimes those parts, those tasks, sometimes those commands are not as easy as they look. When I was in high school, 
many, many years ago. My senior year, I played basketball and I was having a great, great senior year. I remember the, the first few games averaging close to 30 points a game. I was doing really well. Early in the season, we were part, got, to, got invited to a tournament here in town that I was ecstatic to play in because I grew up hearing about people playing in this tournament, people that would go on to play Division I basketball, people that would, would be in the NBA. I was excited to be a part of this tournament, and I was really excited because at this tournament, they would hand out this, this magazine, and the magazine had the pictures of all of the recent players that got the MVP of that tournament. And this was the 50th year of the tournament, and I was like thinking, man, if I do really good, maybe I can get my picture in this magazine. And I remember that tournament doing really well in the championship game, scoring 26 points and getting the MVP of the tournament. I was so, I was so proud. I was so proud. But the goal of this season wasn't that tournament. It was a championship in the central section of California. And a couple months later, we finally made it to the championship. It was incredible. We were playing the, the reigning champs from the previous year that had beat us in the playoffs. We're playing them in front of 10 plus thousands of 10,000 plus people, and it is awesome, but we're getting beat by 17 points. It's embarrassing. And I remember having this thought like, dude, you gotta step your game up. You gotta do something. And I remember diving on the ground to grab a pass, to pass it to someone who would hit a three that would spark a comeback that would give us the lead with one minute and 41 seconds left in the game. I was so excited. One minute and 41 seconds left in the game, we take the lead. All we have to do is make our free throws and we win. Our coach calls a timeout and I'm like, man, this is what I'm built for. This is what I'm made for. He calls a timeout and he rallies us together and he says, Nava, you're out. I'm thinking, Nava, you're out? You mean, you want me to sit on the, you want me to sit on the bench? Yeah, Nava, you're, you're out. And I remember the feeling in that moment as I had to walk to the bench and, and, and take a seat. It was the most difficult thing I had ever done in my life. Walking over to this chair where all the players that didn't play would sit and they made room for me to sit there in the biggest game of my life. You know, we went on to win that game. We, we went on to win that game and I learned something in those last 101 seconds. That sometimes the role that is connected to your breakthrough, for me, my championship, sometimes that role is not as easy as it looks. Sometimes that role has less to do with your hand and more to do with your heart. And, and, and I, I, I think sometimes in life, we say, God, I would do anything. I would, I would do anything to win. I would do anything to see the breakthrough. But would we do anything? In the Bible, there's this man by the name of Naaman. Say Naaman. And Naaman was a somebody. Naaman was a man of war. Naaman was a victorious leader. Naaman would go into battle and he would constantly defeat his enemies. 
The Bible also says Naaman was very courageous. This is the kind of guy that like when the building's on fire and everyone's running from it, Naaman is the one running to it. Everybody knew Naaman. If Naaman had an Instagram, he would be verified by Instagram, not by his monthly payment to Instagram. That stung somebody. I'm not hating on you. I'm not hating on you. If you pay for it, that's fine. But I'm just trying to bring some context to Naaman. Naaman, people know who Naaman is. Naaman has everything going for him. But the Bible says that Naaman also has one thing that is not going for him. He's a leper. He has leprosy. Everything is perfect in Naaman's life except that he has leprosy. If you don't know what leprosy is, don't Google it. It'll disgust you. It's a skin disease that slowly eats away at your flesh until you ultimately die. It's a slow death. And in those days, there was no cure for it. Everything is good in Naaman's life except this one thing. Can anybody relate? Like, man, everything is perfect. Everything, I'm, I'm winning here, I'm winning here, I'm winning here, I'm winning here. But man, I'm losing in this one area. And it's not like you're mad about it. It's just that that one area is directly connected to every other part of your life. Like Naaman could have been losing in any other area, but he has to be losing in the area that stops him from being who he's called to be. Has anybody ever felt like that? Like, man, my struggle, why does it have to be this? I would love, I would love to trade my struggle to someone else. But I have to have like that one problem in my life. That one fight, it's not just a regular fight. Man, it's attached to my purpose. It's attached to my future. It's attached to my destiny. This was Naaman. He had leprosy and Naaman gets this memo about a prophet named Elisha that's in Israel. Naaman gets this message and he decides he's gonna go see the prophet. He's gonna go see the prophet because somebody tells him that if he goes to see the prophet Elisha, that Elisha could cure him of his leprosy. Sometimes when you're desperate, you will do anything. Naaman loads up the camels or whatever they rode in those days and he goes to the prophet Elisha's house. And I wanna read here in 2 Kings verse nine as we see Naaman's Naaman's experience in verse 9 through 14, it says this, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and they waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to, uh, sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry, and he stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the far part better than any rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. Then his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, 
the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and he dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. He was healed. What a, what a crazy story. I think what's most crazy is how quickly Naaman was from missing out on his breakthrough. He was so close to missing out on the breakthrough he was hoping for. And when you look at Naaman, you see why he was so close to missing out on the breakthrough. Because when Naaman received the, the task, when Naaman received the game plan, it challenged two things in Naaman. And if these things challenge Naaman, there's a good chance it could challenge you. In verse 11, Naaman's response tells on him. He says this, I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. The very first thing that Naaman was challenged, or what was challenged in Naaman was his, his ego. What if God gives you a task that challenges your ego? Now, I know you say I'd sign up and I'd do whatever he says, but what if it challenges your ego, your, your self-importance? Your ego, because we all have one, your ego is connected to your seat at the table. If there was a table here, your ego is connected to the chair with your name on it. Your title and position in the eyes of the people around you your ego I thought he would come out and meet me does he not know who I am his ego but it wasn't just his ego that was challenged verse 12 he makes this little snarky response when Naaman gets the memo that he needs to go dip in the Jordan River he says this aren't the rivers of Damascus the Abana and the far part, far better than any of the rivers here in Israel? In other words, you want me to go dip in the Jordan? I'm above the Jordan. You see, while your ego is connected to your seat at the table, your pride is connected to what you bring to the table. And we all know, some of us, we do have the goods. But what if your breakthrough is not attached to the goods? What if your breakthrough is attached to your humility? Naaman's ego is tested. Naaman's pride is tested. And I know you want a breakthrough. And I know I wanted a championship. But do you know how difficult it was for me who knew who I was to the team? Do you know how difficult it was for me who was averaging nearly 30 points a game to have to walk to the end of the bench and sit down? But it meant a breakthrough. And I would hate for anybody to miss out 
on the breakthrough that God has for them in this season because their ego or pride gets in the way. Pride is a sneaky little thing. Pride is a sneaky little thing. I, I think it's so comical how quickly Naaman forgot he was a leper. Pride will cause you to see the faults in everybody else except you. Pride will cause you to slam the door in the face of your help. Pride will cause you to confuse help for hate. We all got it. And in this season, we have to pay attention. We got to pay attention. We got to be on guard because we could be dismissing the task that God is giving to us in this season because we see it as hate when God is saying, I'm just trying to help you. I know this is deep because we all have an ego and we all have pride. And you know Naaman, I mean, we're human. Maybe Elisha should have come out to greet Naaman. Let's just pretend. Let's just pretend that maybe Elisha was wrong and Naaman was right. It still doesn't change the fact that he left a leper. You could be right, but if you're a leper, do you win? Some of us are fighting, fighting just to be right, trying to prove our case, trying to prove everybody that they're wrong and I'm right. You know what? You are right, but you're still a leper. And I would rather take the high road. I would rather take the high road and be cleansed of what I need to be cleansed from. I would rather take the high road and experience my breakthrough. I know this can be tough, but there's people, man, in this place today that I think are just fighting to prove their case. You're, try, you're fighting to be right. And you know what your task might be? Let it go. Let it go. Humble yourself and watch God do what you could never do. And what's interesting is that sometimes the task that God gives you seems so not even connected to the breakthrough you're believing for. Some of you are wondering why I keep getting prayed for and I'm still sick because you haven't let go of that offense from the time you were 14 years old. I know they were wrong, but do you want to be right in a leper? I don't think so. What's the answer? We're going to stay low. We're going low. We're going low. Even if they did me wrong, even if they hurt me, no matter what, I'm fighting for my breakthrough. Naaman slams the door in the face of his help because he perceives it as something different. Pride causes us to misread the situation, causes you to jump to conclusions that aren't even right. I believe that our pride and ego is going to be tested in this season but I believe it's going to be one of the greatest seasons of your life. Someone just needs to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to take the high road because the high road is where the blessing is at. 
And let me tell you, when you take the high road, you don't have to announce to the world you're taking the high road. Because people that take the high road don't have to spew their venom and then at the end of the sentence say, but I'm going to take the... You don't know how many, you don't know how many people... I, you know what? They did this, they did this, they did this. I hate them for this, but I'm going to take the high road. You know what you should do? Don't say anything. Just take the high road and let the fruit do the talking. Pay attention. Pay attention. Humble people don't have to defend themselves. Pay attention. Because in this season, it is not going to be what you bring to the table. In this season, it's not going to be your seat at the table that sets you up for breakthrough. It will be humility. Pastor reminded me of this verse yesterday, and I think it was just so fitting for this moment right here. When Jesus shows up on the scene, he's ready to preach a message to some people. And he wants to talk about a man named Naaman. He wants to talk about a man named Naaman, and he says this in Luke chapter 4, verse 27. He says this, and there were many people with leprosy living in Israel, say Israel, during the time of the prophet Elisha. Jesus is telling all of these people, hey guys, when Elisha was around, there was a ton of people within his quarters that had leprosy. But none of them were healed. The only one was Naaman, and he was from the country of Syria, not Israel. Jesus is letting all these people know. You know, when Elisha was around, guys, there was a bunch of people near him that had a lot to offer. People that looked the part, dressed the part, people that had the right seat at the table, but none of them were cleansed from their leprosy. But there was this one random dude that had no covenant with God. There was this one random dude that was an outsider that embraced humility and was healed. Jesus is trying to teach us that humility is the way to go. I'm not here trying to diminish your accolades and everything that you've accomplished in life, but that might not be what gets you into the next season. Humility is the way to go. You know, I think about Elisha. I think about Elisha in this situation which is crazy. You may say, what's the, por- the importance of humility? The Bible says that God gives more grace to the humble. People that take the humble road will have more of God's help. If you want God's help in your life, humility is the key. The Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. You need help. You need God help. In this situation, you need God help. You can get God help, but you have to access humility. You got to access humility. God, I'll do whatever you say to do. That's what humility is, being a doer of the word, doing what God says to do, doing what God says to do. And you know, the Bible has a lot of things to be said. And sometimes we don't have a problem doing certain things, but we do have a problem doing other things. Those are the the things that irk you in service are the things you should be paying attention to. The things that rub you the wrong way in church are the things you should be paying attention to because your pride is telling you this is why you have no grace. God gives grace to the humble. He provides more help for 
the humble. We need God's help. You need God's help. Winning the fight with that person is not worth it. It is not worth God's grace. It is not worth the grace that God has for you today. You don't know what to do with your kids. Fighting with their dad is not the solution. Tap into humility and get the grace you need to move forward. I think about Elisha in this story because Naaman is not a part of Team Israel. Naaman is a commander of the army that doesn't like Israel. This would be like a president from another country that we cannot stand come to this country and ask for help. Think about Elisha having to help the man that has been causing chaos in his city. Think about Elisha that in just one chapter, one chapter later, would have his house surrounded by the Aramean army that would be at Elisha's house for his head. Think about the humility it took for Elisha to say, I'll help him. It's one thing to say you love your enemy. It's another thing to help them get ahead. Now, I'm not saying we are there. I'm just saying Elisha knew something about this humility thing. Elisha knew that I can go as far as helping my enemy get ahead and him still have no power over my life. How do you tap into that humility, Elisha? Your humility in God is tied to your security in God. You want to figure out how to get more humble, get more secure in your relationship with God. You want to figure out how to find the pep in your step again? It's not in proving your point. It's in finding security in God. Elisha didn't care. He said, I'll help bail my enemy out just to prove to my enemy that he never had an upper hand on me because I'm secure in my God. One chapter later, after Naaman is healed, the king that sent Naaman over to Elisha has a bone to pick with Elisha, and he wants Elisha dead. So he sends a mighty army to Elisha's house. Another knock. But this time they're not asking for help. This time they're wanting to take me out. But Elisha was a man of humility, and with humility comes grace. And the Bible says that Elisha's servant looked out and he saw all of these chariots coming surrounding Elisha's house, and the servant of Elisha started to panic. He was panicking. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16, this is Elisha's response to his servant. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Then the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. When you go low, you will get more help, and it doesn't matter who is trying to prove you wrong. That case will not stand because the humble get grace. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet in this place. My assignment today is simple. Pay attention to the things that are rubbing you the wrong way because that could be the test from God that is connected to your promotion. And sometimes those tests come to people that are close at your table because I've learned that 
Strangers usually don't have the power to hurt me, but people close to me do. Don't get, don't, 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 don't misread it. Don't misread those tests because your breakthrough is on the other side. Your ego and pride do not have to define you. You can rise up and you can remind yourself that if I pass this test, if I embrace humility, I will tap into the grace of God. You're going to have to, for some of you that are going to do this, because I, I really sense that there's people that will do this, you already know what's been rubbing you the wrong way, and you, you know what adjustments to make. And um, don't, don't be discouraged that at first you look like, like you're losing and it's not working. And you feel, you, I'm thinking about Naaman. Maybe this will help. Naaman is, he's having to take the high road. This man that is respected by all of the people that are around him, he had to walk into this dirty river. And he had to dip. And he went down the first time and he came up. And it didn't seem like grace had showed up. It just seemed like, wow, you look so silly. You look like a fool taking the high road. And he dipped the second time and I'm sure the haters started talking saying, really? The high road really paid off for you. You should have given, given them what they deserved. And then he dipped again and humility, like we have learned, doesn't always look like courage on the outside. It's courage on the inside. And he dipped the fourth time and nothing happened. And just because it doesn't look like you're getting ahead, do not throw in the towel because on the seventh time when Naaman came up out of that water, everything changed. What does that mean? That there will be a short season where your haters think they got you beat. There will be a short season where your haters will mock you and laugh at you and call you names. There will be a short season of persecution. And instead of trying to prove your case, just dip again. Just go low. Just go low. Just go low. Dip again. Go low. Because the breakthrough is closer than you know. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes in this room. I just want to pray for you today. And maybe, Tom, we can sing something because I do believe that you're just probably one small tweak away. And even just in the next 30 seconds, my prayer is that God would show you those things. And when he shows you those things, they may not even seem connected to your breakthrough, but I'm telling you, it is. And if you would embrace humility and get God, God your yes, man, I believe you're going to see some great things happen. God, today, I just thank you for your help. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would bring the help that we need. God, that you would bring things to our remembrance. God, that you would bring clarity to the task at hand. God, that you would bring clarity to the part that we play. God, regardless of what that part looks like, we surrender to you. Our security's in, in you, so we know that we're safe. God, I pray that now you would show yourself real to people in this place today. 
you would show yourself real to people in this place.